Welcome back to another edition of the Go Zoom Room podcast. Super excited to have everybody back. And of course, we already know what time it is. We are quickly approaching week. Um, by the time we're recording this right now, this is a Thursday night. So we are between about eight to nine days out from all of those races. Of course, the draw has yet to occur. So this is just our first show kind of, you know, around the whole big to do just kind of our pre-show, you know, most of the podcasts are kind of doing the same thing, but this is the special Kentucky Oaks pre-show. I'm Caitlin joined as always by my lovely co-host Andy, and we have a reoccurring guest on here, maybe going to be a permanent type of guest. Of course, that is Andrew Champagne. Guys, the Kentucky Oaks is quickly upon us Derby as well. And these are some of the most wide open editions of the races I've ever seen. And since today is our Kentucky Oaks pre-show recording this late on a Thursday night, the 28th, um, this may be the best Kentucky Oaks, you know, Andrew and I, maybe even you, Andy as well, not saying, you know, that you're much older than us, but this may be one of the best Kentucky Oaks we've seen in our lifetime. Um, yeah. Um, and I, I, I was trying to, I was trying to think back of when the best Oaks was, and I even looked, looked it up and I, I think this might be it. Um, you know, it's just, it's just got a lot of nice fillies in it. Yeah. I mean the top four alone, you've got nest secret oath, Kathleen O and oh, by the way, the undefeated champion two-year-old Philly from last year, echo Zulu. That that's a heck of a top four right there. I mean, I'm looking back and I'm trying to find a Kentucky Oaks that, rivals this one as far as star power goes the only one that i think comes remotely close is 2013 the one princess of silmar won, where beholder was second dreaming of julia was fourth close hatches was seventh that one's pretty darn good this one might be better that was the one that came to my mind as well that was the best kentucky kentucky oaks i've ever seen as far as um, my eyes recently, um, the year with uh, Monomoy Girl, Midnight um, Bizu, and Wonder Godot, that was another very, very special year as well. But I think this is probably the best one I've ever seen. I've been watching since around 2010. So this is definitely the cream of the crop for me. And I just think these are some really special fillies. I think they're better than the Colts. So kind of what, you know, we've just got planned and I'm kind of basing this off what I've heard from some other shows. Not that I want to be like everybody else, but I think it kind of does a disservice to some of the um, lower ranked fillies on the points list to go up and down the points list. So basically I'm just going to, you know, we'll all share our thoughts. And I created a list at random of all of these Phillies. So we'll just kind of go ahead and get started and we'll just kind of go on down the line and share our thoughts and see what we think. But basically the way I started off this list is I don't think that there's a big chance an A is going to draw into this race because there's always a couple of defections with the Derby because the Derby's, you know, a completely different animal versus the way the Kentucky Oaks is. There's not a lot of defections ever in the Oaks. So I'm leaning toward the AEs not getting in, but the AEs I do have on my list, they're going to be the first ones we talk about. And that's Shotgun Hottie and Adair Manor. Um, Shotgun Hottie, pretty nice Philly coming out of the Bill Morey barn. Um, Shotgun or Adair Manor, of course, with Tim Yak team now. Um, she is going to be the second AE and Shotgun Hottie is going to be your first AE. So I think the chances of Adair Manor getting in are probably nil. 
but shotgun hottie, you know, 50, 50. So what do you guys think about the two also eligibles we have right now? Go ahead, Adam. I mean, <laughs> Andrew. My God. I was going to say, I don't know who the hell Adam is, but <laughs> my goodness. Um, Adari Manor was supposed to win the Santa Anita Oaks last time out, and she was supposed to win by about 10. At about the half-mile pole, watching that race, you thought she was going to pull away clear, win by five or six lengths, and take some money on the first Friday in May, and she came up totally empty. Uh, that was totally dispiriting for anybody that needed her that day at a ridiculously low price. Looking at Shotgun Hottie, it's tough for me to have a lot of faith in horses coming from Aqueduct, and that's no disrespect to Aqueduct, but it's a very quirky surface. Some horses that run very well there cannot replicate that form elsewhere. She was third in the Gazelle last time out behind Nostalgic and Venti Valentine, who we'll talk about in a little bit. Uh, it's a case where I don't think either of the AEs would be much of a threat to do a whole heck of a lot should they draw into the field. Um, I think, you know, Phillies are so strange. No offense, Caitlin. Um, <laughs> especially with like, like barn moves, right? So if memory serves me right, Adori, Adori Manor used to be trained by Bob Baffert, went yes. over to Tim Yak team. Right. So that move alone probably screwed up her mind a little bit. And pro she probably was, wasn't adjusted to everything. So I might just throw that last race out, but it's only her third, what her third race ever. If she, if she gets in, I mean, she kind of like Taba. Right. So I, I, I just don't like her at all. Um, the other filly, she's coming in from Aqueduct. I would be more, more enthused if she was, if she had run in at Santa or not at Santa Anita, but at fairgrounds, right. Against Echo Zulu. So we could get a better understanding of her. Uh, the intappable stakes really wasn't much of anything. She was still two year old. She just came off of a, a main spatial win at Churchill Downs a month prior to that. And I just, I just don't see much upside on her either. Yeah. And I mean, I definitely kind of echo what you guys are saying. If I had to choose between the two, I'd probably choose between hot, shotgun hottie. Um, Adari Manor has really never done anything for me when she was with Baff Baffert, you know, even with Timmy acting, as Andrew said, she was supposed to win by a lot last time. And really, you know, as he said, just came up short. The reason I would kind of lean to, toward Shotgun Honey is, yes, she's coming out of these aqueduct races, but I think the weakest division of Philly has by far been California, and it's not even close. Um, they're both definitely a cut below this field, but Shotgun Honey is kind of a little bit of a plotter for sure. Always really runs her race and shows up. And I mean, they would probably both be tosses for me in the end, but I could see maybe Shotgun Honey pulling like a Will Secret or something and maybe hitting the board underneath at like a big price or something. But I really think the chances of them, especially Adari Manor, getting in are pretty much, you know, nothing. So I don't think we really have to worry too much about them now at this point. Yeah, I, I mean, I, I, it's going to be hard to get them in, right? I mean, it, it's, it's just going to be way too hard for her to get in. I think so. Well, let's skip past our also eligibles and move into what the actual body of the field is going to be. And since we have talked about Adari Manor, the first one on my list is going to be 
Desert Dawn, the filly that beat her in the Santa Anita Oaks at a pretty big price. Arizona bred daughter of Cupid out of an honor and glory mare for the Phil D'Amato barn. Um, Cupid's had a pretty fantastic crop so far in his uh, first crop. They're three-year-olds now. So he's really, you know, exceeded expectations for me. And this is probably one of the best ones he's got. He's got some good ones up in Canada. Um, she's one of the most experienced fillies in this race. So what do you guys think of Desert Dawn? Go ahead, Andrew. So I have, no I have no idea where that Santa Anita Oaks came from. She had been running against graded stakes foes almost exclusively since breaking her maiden. And it's not like she'd been embarrassing herself, but it's also not like she'd blown anybody away either. And that race turning for home, you're going, did I miss something in the form? What's going on here? She, I think didn't beat a whole heck of a lot in that Santa Anita Oaks and much like a lot of Phillies in that vein of dodging the top four in their final Oaks preps needs to take another significant step forward in order to compete with some of the heavy hitters in this group. This one isn't for me. Yeah. I mean, she didn't run real well in the, in the breeder's Cup juvenile. She ran, I think, I think she ran sixth, if I'm not mistaken. Um, and, you know, Echo Zulu pretty much just buried her in that race. So I'm, I'm more than willing to just, like, ride her off. And the Santa Anita Oaks, like you said, it wasn't a very bit strong race. It was kind of, eh. It's not like the Santa Anita Oaks of a pass, but, like, you're going to have to go back a long way to find a strong Santa Anita Oaks. Right. I mean, as I mean, it's been a while. Uh, so I, I, I'm willing to throw that race out and um, not even put her in the top four, to be honest with you. I just think there's better talent out there elsewhere. Does Umberto Rispoli keep them out? I'm guessing he does. He's been on her for quite a while. I haven't really heard anything otherwise. You know, if this, know? <laughs> if, this, if this race was on the grass, I think she would move up a few lengths with me and with Rispoli. Um, I just don't think he's a good dirt rider. Um, I think this is also going to be one of his first classic rides as well. Um, he yeah. may have had something last year, but I'm not quite sure. Um, for me, I definitely agree with you guys. She's just a cut below this field for me. Um, maybe if you know, a type to kind of factor in a big price and maybe shock somebody. She always definitely tries well. And as you said, she hasn't really embarrassed herself against um, top level competition. So would you guys consider her a contender, a use underneath or a toss? If you're playing supers, maybe you throw her in fourth in case the race completely falls apart, but she would need multiple ones in front of her in the wagering to misfire. And I just don't think that's happening. Yeah, I mean, I'm just, man, you, you're not going to get a big enough price for me to, to be like, ooh, I, I want a I player, right? Yeah. Even underneath. Um, she's not, she's, she's just not going to be a big, they're going to overplay her to begin with because she won the Santa Anita Oaks. People see that she ran at Santa Anita, they're going to be all excited about it. I just don't. I don't think she hits the board, to be honest with you. 
yeah, I, she's just, she's not for me in this race. And like you said, she would need a few other ones to not fire. And this, this group is just too good for that to happen. So probably a toss um, for me as well. I'm going to take a look now at Turner loose from the Brad Cox barn daughter of Nyquist out of an AP Indy mayor. Um, won the Rachel Alexandra a few months back, ended up fourth in the fairgrounds Oaks last time um, out form just a little bit spotty for her. Um, but with Brad Cox, you know, she's in here for a reason. So he has to, you know, think something of her for on has been on her in the past. I'm not sure if he sticks with her, if he goes with somebody else, um, thoughts on Turner loose. I'm still struggling to figure out where the Rachel Alexandra came from. She came into that race and I'm thinking, okay, turf horse. Then they turned for home in that race. And I remember this because I was in Hawaii at the time and I was watching the race on my phone going, wait, what? What this this horse isn't supposed to be there. What, what and this horse actually wound up beating a Todd Pletcher trainee that we'll get to in just a little bit. That race didn't come back fast on figures. She was eighth in the fairgrounds, Oaks. No thanks. Uh, I do a bit for the Pollock Report every week, and this week it was on the Kentucky Oaks as opposed to the Kentucky Derby. I put her 13th out of 14. I just don't think there's a whole heck of a lot there. So uh, I'm, I'm laughing because you said, where did that Rachel Alexander race come up? And I remember why, I remember doing the, looking at that race and going, man, this just seems like the race that that Philly is just going to pop up and win. <laughs> I've been playing her. I've been playing her. I could just see her winning this race and I'm not going to play her here. Oh, you didn't play her after thinking that? Her. Come on, Andy. I don't trust her. And uh, then she goes and she wins. Uh, I'm going to go with what Caitlin says. It's Brad Cox, Philly. Uh, you can't, you cannot ignore her as far as that is concerned uh, with that. But I think the scary part with her is, is that she is able to sit just off of the pace and decide to either make a run or not. And I, I, I have a funny feeling Florent, this is Flo's horse here. Um, I don't think he goes anywhere else, to be honest with you, um, to say the least. Unless he goes to Yu Guri. Uh, I forgot about her. But I, I just – maybe she gets fourth. Maybe she gets third at a price. Um, she's a horse that I definitely wouldn't throw out completely um, as far as that's concerned. Yeah, I, I definitely agree with that. Like I said – I think she's a little bit on the outside looking in, certainly not in the top flight of contenders for me, but you know, Brad Cox in here for Andrew, if he keeps that mount, um, looking at her breeding by Nyquist out of an AP and mare, I, I hate when everybody says, will they get the distance? Of course they're all going to get the distance, but one is going to get the distance faster than everybody else. So you've got to, you know, figure out who's going to get the distance the fastest. Uh, she's, I think she'll be okay going the mile and an eighth for sure based off of that breeding. And I know Brad will probably have her cranked up, but she's one, I think that I would use, you know, as a price, maybe, you know, as like a C and like the third or the fourth, um, down there in my superfecta, not a win candidate for me, but also a not ignore. Would you guys agree with that? Yes. I'm not using her at all. Um, okay. I, I just can't see it here. I understand respecting Brad Cox, but 
to me, that's literally the only angle you can use. She's going to yeah. be a price, but I just don't. I, I think she's a cup below the best in here. But she kind of reminds, you know, it, it kind of goes back to the Oaks when she dares the devil one, right? I, I could see that. I could see that happening here. I mean, Pace has to completely fall apart, but um, I don't think she's going to win the race. I, th I think. I think there's going to be other horses that are just a little bit more talented at this point. She'll definitely be in a good spot. Yeah. Well, we will move on to another horse and it is a horse that Turner loose actually beat before. And that is goddess of fire for the Todd Fletcher barn by mine shafts out of a lightning and thunder mare second, in the Gulf stream Oaks second, in the Rachel Alexander and third in the Pocahontas at uh, Churchill downs. Um, I'm thinking, you know, this one's definitely a long shot to win, not in the first flight of contenders, but she's extremely consistent, is pretty well prepared. And when I look at her, I kind of think of another filly that Todd Fletcher had, you know, about a decade back, a third stringer that won the Kentucky Oaks for him at a big price. We were just talking about her. Um, Princess of Silmar kind of comes to my mind here when I think of Goddess of Fire. What do you what do you guys think? I don't hate Goddess of Fire in here. I thought she ran deceptively well in the Gulfstream Park Oaks. As I wrote in the Pollock Report, she threw everything but the kitchen sink at Kathleen O that day. She was more than 17 lengths clear of the third place finisher in that race. The narrative is that Kathleen O is the superstar, and maybe she is, but it's not like she blew Goddess of Fire's doors off. I think Goddess of Fire has a lot of talent. The thing that would give me a little bit of pause on the win end is I worry she's developing into sort of a pack animal, a lot of seconds mm -hmm. and thirds for her. And maybe she doesn't necessarily have the talent to win, but if you're looking for a horse to potentially throw on the bottom of your tries in the third and four spots in your supers at a price, you could do a lot worse than goddess of fire. One of three in here for Todd Pletcher. And I think she's at the very least a talented horse. That's pretty well meant now. I don't necessarily think she's good enough to win and I wouldn't back her to win, but you're going to get probably about 20 to one on this horse there, thereabouts. And she didn't get blown out by Kathleen O last time at Gulfstream park. So there's certainly some things to like here. I will say this about this film. Goddess of fire. It, it, she's definitely not one of, She's not out of the three fillies that Pletcher has here. She's probably the third best filly, mm -hmm. right? Out of out of his group, and yes, you know here here's a heartache to all this. Either that filly runs back to the same similar effort that she did against Kathleen O, or she completely had her heart broken after doing everything she possibly could to beat Kathleen O, and then couldn't get by her. And that's where the risk is, right? I mean, usually horses that finish ahead of uh, a winner and then end up daylighting the rest of the field usually come back to run well the next time out. But it's usually not against the same horse that they just got beat by, right? So um, that that's my big concern on that is the fact that she's probably good enough to win a stakes race somewhere else, just not next Friday, not Friday. 
I, I completely agree with that. I don't necessarily think she's a win candidate, but I do think that the three runners for Todd Pletcher are strong. Is she the third most talented? I do think so, but I definitely agree with what Andrew said as well. Um, I think the chances of Kathleen O, um, Echo Zulu, Nest, and Secret Oath being in the top four, one of them is not going to fire. I feel very confident in saying that. So that opens up a prime place for somebody like Goddess of Fire to cash a check. She's so consistent. She's finished, you know, close to and behind a lot of these horses. So I really, really like her as an underneath type of horse. Yeah. She would she would definitely go like I, I wouldn't mind anchoring her on fourth, third and fourth. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. That's probably the most likely use of her. And if she clunks up to run third or fourth, then all of a sudden you get a try or a super that pays far more than it should. I think that's probably the play with that horse if you like her. Yeah. I'm not sure who her rider is going to be. I I know Luis Saez has been on her, but I've also heard that he's jumping on another filly that we'll talk about later, and that's his mount. So I'm not sure who inherits the mount on Goddess of Fire. I'm wondering if it could be Johnny Velasquez because Adari Manor is probably not going to get in. So the mount on Goddess of Fire, as far as I know, is open. So with that, we will move on to the filly that beat her last time out. Um, I believe Kathleen O is unbeaten. Let me check just to be sure. Um, I don't think she was beaten in any main special weights. Uh, no, she is a perfect four for four daughter of upstart out of a blame mare. Javier Castellano should keep this mount for the Shug McGahee barn. Of course, won the Gulfstream Park Oaks and the Dale stakes down at Gulfstream. Um, I think she is going to be between her and nest going off for favoritism. And I think it will be nest. Um, this Philly's done nothing wrong, but I just have some questions about her in this race. What do you guys think of Kathleen O unbeaten Philly? Perfect four for four. There's nothing to knock about her for sure. She's four for four and she's won the right way. There have been a couple of outings where I don't want to say she's gotten bad rides, but she has had some pretty bad luck and gotten a lot of dirt in her face and shown that she could shrug that off and rally past horses to win going away. In a 14-horse field, that's what you want to see. You want to see a horse with that kind of maturity, and there is certainly going to be some pace signed on. I know my friends at Racing Dudes very much like this horse, can see why. If you like her, you're going to get a bettable price on the win end, certainly a horse that I'm going to be using. I think she's the second best filly in this field, but she may well get the race shape she needs in order to beat them all next Friday. Caitlin, answer real quick. I just, I just lost my train of thought. <laughs> okay. Um, here's my problem with Kathleen. I think she's talented and I agree with everything Andrew has said. I know we just talked about goddess of fire and how we think she could be an underneath type of a play other than goddess of fire. Who has this Philly beaten? Uh, really nobody of merit in my opinion. And the preps in Florida going up to The Kentucky Oaks are historically some of the weakest, if not the weakest, of any spot. Um, And I think, you know, she's launching from pretty far back, um, almost as far back as, you know, anybody in this field. And do I think they're going to set a lightning fast pace? No, I really don't. So do I think she's going to necessarily get the best setup in the world? Maybe, maybe not. 
but you know, this is a whole different ball game than what she has been facing in Florida. Yes. She's had some trouble in those Florida races, but she's really had nothing to beat. Has she done so impressively? Yes, she has. So I can see it going both ways, but this caliber of a field and her doing it the way she has done in the races in Florida against suspect competition. I, I just like, I can't, it's so hard for me to see that happening, especially at the price that she's going to be at. Of course, I'm going to use her because I respect her. I think she's very, very talented. And I think she moves in the perfect way to be an Oaks uh, Philly, but I'm just really questioning what she has beaten down there. And in my opinion, you know, she looks good in what she's doing, but I think she's going to have to step up to even beat this group, in my opinion. Okay, so now, now I remember my thought process on this. <laughs> so the only race that has been productive for her was her aqueduct win, right? I mean, that was the most productive race she's come out of, right? Mischievous Dan won next out, Gratitude won next out. She goes on the shelf, and then she shows up and wins at Gulfstream Park. Correct me if I'm wrong, but the mile and a 16th at Gulfstream Park is a one turn? No, it's a two turn with a short stretch. Okay. So she's run two one turn races where she's won, and then she wins this one here. But the one thing that I don't like is if she goes, she runs a good, she runs a bad figure, then she runs a good figure, then she runs a, a lesser figure, then a better figure. And that, so she's kind of zigzagging back and forth as far as her Brisbane numbers are. So I'm I'm more than willing to, to toss her at the price, right? If you if you believe in the prime power kind of stuff, she's not even the best filly on prime powers, right? She's not even in the top four. So I, I can't I can't justify playing her at a short price. And short price, I mean three to one five to two, because I just don't think it's there. I just don't think the value is there for that. Are we Andrew, no, I'm okay, so no I, was, I, was, I was waiting. And look, we've hinted at this. It's a race where you've got four top contenders and then the rest. And the way you're going to make money is if you're playing against one of those top four contenders. My play against, we're going to talk about in a little bit. Andy, I see where you're going with that. See, I'm inclined to move her up off of that win going the mile and a 16th at Gulfstream because that shorter stretch isn't necessarily kind to horses that are late runners. I thought that was a case where you just check the box and you move on and you're not necessarily looking for a gigantic figure. We'll also talk about another horse where I don't necessarily think the figure matters either, but Certainly, if you're looking for value, if you need five to one or six to one on Kathleen O to feel comfortable betting her, you're probably not going to get that price. She comes from a really good, you know, female family, segueing back to some of her breeding. Her second dam is a sister to Cupid, Elfin Queen, Hart Ashley, Indianapolis. Um, Really, really nice family. So, I mean, the breeding's there and upstart, you know, has done really, really good for himself you know, with his first runners, he's also got Zandon in the race. So he could realistically take both of these races with his first crop as a sire. But uh, 
I just really have some reservations about her. I think a lot of where I use her in this race is, you know, I don't think the draw matters as much for her because she comes from so far back. But I think me using her either defensively or not defensively is going to, you know, pertain on where some of my more top selections draw. If they draw bad, I might want to fill her in somewhere. But she, I, she's not in my top three. No, no, I, I, I'm kind of, I'm kind of leaning toward it too. Like, no, 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 no. Next one, Caitlin, give me something good. Huh? Give me something good. All right. The next one I have on my list. I know you're going to like this one. It is the UAE Oaks winner, the unbeaten Shahama. I believe this one is a perfect four for four as well. Daughter of Munnings. Out of private feeling by belong to me makes her a half-sister to Preakness winner looking at Lucky. And she's going to try to avenge her brother's loss here at Churchill Downs. Flavian Pratt has been announced as the jockey now making her first start for Todd Pletcher as well. Um, Kind of coming into the race, flying under the radar. Had some time off after coming in from Maidan. Looked an absolute monster in the UAE. Um, What do you guys think about her moving here with Pletcher? What do you think about her chances in this race, um, is her form suspect? Do we not know enough about her? What are you guys thinking about Shahama? I don't know nearly enough about what to make of this horse. Obviously, it's tough to poke holes in a four-for-four four resume. Uh, the the UAE to the U.S. path hasn't yet produced a horse that moves the needle on Oaks Day or on Derby Day. Thunder Snow was probably the best chance we were going to get for that, and that horse literally that race was over before it started with that one. But do we don't know nearly enough about this horse. You get Todd Pletcher of the three Pletchers. This is probably going to be the biggest price. So I certainly can't fault you for taking Todd Pletcher and Flavian Pratt at about 30 to one though. That doesn't happen very often. And if you're just playing that sort of a value play more power to you, I just don't know which way to go with this horse. Not a lot would surprise me here. Is it my turn? <laughs> it's finally your turn. Yeah. Um, okay. Where do I begin? Her. Let's just let's just take the. Her starts are less than desirable. Okay. She doesn't break well, so Flavin's going to have to break her well. She just doesn't break well out of the gate. She's usually a length behind, maybe a half a length behind before she starts. Um, in her debut, she was like that. But here's the one thing. Here's the one thing that this filly has shown that I don't think other fillies in this race has shown. She's run a mile and three sixteenths, guys. She's run further than the Oaks, the Oaks, um, the Oaks distance, and she was still in hand when she was winning the that race for the UAE Oaks. And usually I would throw out these UAE Derby horses, but they did a couple things. One, this isn't a U this isn't a UAE Derby or a UAE Oaks filly that was bred in England or in anywhere. This filly was actually a $425,000 purchase at OBS Spring. In 2021, so last conditioned year. by Eddie Eddie Woods, nonetheless, who has yeah. broken fabulous horses. Yes. Um, 
if they would have brought the trainer over from the UAE Derby, and his name is his name right now is kind of um, fleeting me. Fozzy Nas. Okay, Fozzy Nas. Thank you. Yep. Um, if he was coming over here with the Philly, I would throw her out. No ands, ifs, or buts about it. I would throw her out. The moment that she went over to Pletcher's barn, she was an automatic for me. She is. She will be my play regardless. She, if she's thirty to one, I am running to the windows. This filly is uber talented. She has been in pack in her debut. She was in the middle of the pack and just un, made this move around the turn that was just unreal, going seven furlongs. In the UAE Guineas trial, she did the exact same thing and just easily won. First time going around a ground of a mile in the short shoot that they have there um, into a little bend. She was on the outside completely, never was bothered, never was hustled out, and she just basically took it to them. And she could have probably won by more than three and three-quarter lengths, to be honest. And then in the Oaks, she didn't get the best start. She actually spotted that group like four lengths and just easily moved up and was moving out. And I think I told Caitlin at the time, I go, this filly could win the, the UAE Derby. That's how good she is. And then they decided not to run her in it, and they gave her time to mature. And she looks like a beast. That work against uh, the other Pletcher entry for the Oaks, man, she's she just looks bigger than she did in, in Dubai. And I love her. Uh, you get Flavian, you get Todd, you get 30 to one. I'll take it. I'll take it all day. I'm, you know, completely, completely with you on this, Andy. Um, I don't know what she's been beating in Dubai, but she's been wiping the floor with them. Um, I really love the move over to Pletcher. I'm definitely with you on that. But Fossey Nas is nothing to sneeze at. Very accomplished trainer over in the UAE, uh, certainly a well-meant filly. I mean, she just looks like a colt. And just, you know, I, I understand where Andrew's coming from with the UAE form. I think perhaps one of the best chances we had to have seen other than Thundersnow was Raya a few years ago in the Kentucky Oaks. Broke teeth in the starting gate and bumped her head. Lost all chance at the, at the start, same way Thundersnow did. This filly is the real deal. I remember when she broke her maiden and she has just done so, so impressively. The distance is no worry. She's not a closer. She's not a front runner. I think she's going to sit mid pack and I think she's going to get a really good trip. And I mean, other than maybe Joel Rosario, is there really a hotter jockey right now other than Flavian Pratt? I think he fits her very, very, very well. Um, she's, she's, she can win this race. If she runs her form, the way she ran in the UAE. Um, Pletcher said she's been training, training well. She's been holding her own against these Phillies. She made Goddess of Fire look silly in that work the other day. She is good as Ness, Echo Zulu, Kathleen O, and Secret Oath. I don't know. I think she's I mean, as big. I think I as think she is. Echo Zulu. Yeah, I she is <laughs> she's a monster. And I hope the time off hasn't taken too much out of her. And I hope she's really matured and come to her own here in the States. Um, she's a win candidate for me, no matter the price. She may even be my top selection when the race is drawn and all is said and done. I love her in this spot. 
Andrew's like, oh, I got to reassess this now. (laughs) No, no, it's not like I hated the horse. I'm just saying if she You don't know enough about her. If she wins at a huge price, I won't necessarily be stunned. If she runs 14th beating 40 lengths, I wouldn't be stunned. We just don't know enough. That's all. Well, some of... Okay, so I'm going to play devil's advocate here. What do you mean by not know enough? We don't know what the competition she's been running against, how that lines up with the competition that she's going to be running against here. Historically, that competition matching up against the Americans hasn't been great. Now, what I will say is I think that's going to level a little bit in the years ahead. What with the international racing community's focus on stamina and going two turns and our continued focus on breeding horses to go an eighth of a mile at training sales. I don't think it's there yet. No, I I agree with you. Um, And you know, this Philly, if this, if, I agree with you. I agree with you in that aspect. I know Minwa was Minwa's been a disappointment, um, and she's run second to this filly twice. Uh, and there's a couple other fillies. Arabian Gazelles ran a big race against her in the UAE Oaks, but I don't think she's the caliber of any of these other fillies. Um, I just think I just think she's built differently than than most of the fillies in in Dubai. Um, you could, if you look at the replays, you could tell that she's probably about four times bigger than, you know, any of the horses there. And I'm just saying that facetiously. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I just, I just like her. I just, I just like, I like her mindset. I like the way she goes into her race. I like the fact she doesn't worry about where she's at in the race, whether she's all the way in the back or sitting mid pack. She just, she just decides when she wants to go. And that's something that you don't teach Phillies. That's just my opinion. Uh, I know nothing. I, I haven't hit an Oaks winner in a long time. So <laughs> go All ahead, right. Kayla. What's next? All right. Well, next one we're going to take a look at here is cocktail moments. Daughter of Uncle Mo. Out of a where's the ring mare for a trainer, Kenny McPeak, second in the Ashland, third in the Devona Dale, and third in the Untappable Stakes. Um, another plucky type of filly in this race that may be a cut below just some of the other contenders. Um, we know Kenny McPeak loves to bring horses to these races. Um, what do you guys think of her chance? And I'm not sure what jockey she's going to have. Corey Lannery and Brian Hernandez Jr., I believe, don't have a mount in this race, so they're going to be fighting over her. I guess they've both ridden her. Um, cocktail moments, anyone? the toss (laughs) next yeah i'm I'm with andy on this one um (laughs) someone had to run third behind kathleen o in the devona dale someone had to run second behind nest in the ashland it just happened to be this horse both times nice horse to own that horse is going to be worth a ton of money when it's time to go to the breeding shed but for now no thanks and and the bad part is is that the one race that she should have won in the untappable right she doesn't win. Yeah. Right. So no. <laughs> well, that was over very quickly. She could be one. As I said, I talked about another one, kind of a will secret type of maybe used for like fourth or something like that, but definitely a cut below some of the other contenders. And as you said, somebody has to fill in between some of those top spots. So don't really care for her too much, but you know, maybe there's a chance to hit the board at a little bit of a price. Next, we'll go ahead and take what? 
the so the prime power the prime power only has 15 horses that get the prime power because they didn't give Shahama any uh-huh. right and she's 15 okay <laughs> so I'm not saying that she won't hit the board I'm just saying she won't hit the board <laughs> oh my god I'm not saying she won't hit the board but she ain't hit the board <laughs> moving on Next one is Venti Valentine, daughter of Firing Line out of Medallia Mayor for the Jorge Abreu Barn. I believe Manny Franco is going to keep them out on this one. Won the Busher, was second in the Gazelle and the Demoiselle also. Um, I think this one might be a little bit distance challenging. I turn, turn, uh, turn toward her being more of a miler in the end. Um, I could see her maybe going to a race like the Test and being pretty tough to beat. Um, what do you guys think about Venti Valentine's chances going back to two turns in the Kentucky Oaks? So I'm partial to all New York breads because I'm a New York bread myself. But (laughs) Caitlin, I think you're dead on the money. This horse is three for three around one turn and 0 for two going around two turns. She got run down by Nostalgic in the Gazelle. Now, Nostalgic got a great ride in that particular race. But still, Mm -hmm. if any Valentine can get a mile and eighth, she's supposed to win that race. I feel like this is just a bridge too far for her. Maybe the test is a spot or maybe they keep her against New York breads in those really rich races at Saratoga and Belmont later this year. She's going to bring home some really nice paydays for a variety of different owners there. I believe final furlong is a syndicate, but uh, as far as the Kentucky Oaks goes, I I just can't see it here. Yeah. I mean, she, she, Yeah, I mean, huh. I look at the Demoiselle and I'm like, well, maybe she can get the mile on eighth, right, at Aqueduct. But, you know, she finished a neck to nest. That's pretty impressive that she chased her. But, I mean, do I think with more, I mean, there's going to be a lot of heat on the front end. I just don't see her being able to, to show any stamina. Positive is, is that she's at least improving Brisnet, speed figure wise, with Brisnet. So, I mean, maybe, maybe underneath third, fourth would be fine with me. Um, but I don't think she's a win candidate. Yeah, I definitely think it's, you know, a little bit of a bridge too far. She reminds me a lot of a Philly from a few years ago um, named Condo Commando. Very similar type of a Philly. Um, won a lot of the same races, but I think Condo Commando was also a little bit better around one turn maybe even similar to contested as well kind of those new york type of races where you know they're better just around one turn at the mile no match in the oaks but still do go on to win races like the acorn the test um i would really like her if she would have went to the eight bells versus the oaks i think she would have been really tough in there completely agree that i think would have been the spot for her from a contention standpoint but You got 94 Kentucky Oaks points. It's tough to pass up an opportunity to run in this sort of race. And I do think that the next step after this is probably the acorn going that one turn mile at Belmont. And maybe that's where, if you think she's got grade one type talent, that's where you take the stand because chances are, she's not going to finish all that highly in the Kentucky Oaks. So she's going to be a price in the acorn cutting back to one turn where she's three for three. That, I think, represents a more attractive wagering proposition than what we're going to get on the first Friday in May. Definitely, definitely agree with you there. Um, She's a very nice looking filly, very talented, just not for me in the Oaks, but I do think she's headed in the right direction. I just prefer her 
more around one term, but you know, she's gorgeous. She's very, very talented <laughs> born on Valentine's day. And she's got a really nice family, Gloria gold, um, really nice brood mare. So I definitely think she has a big future. I just not for me in this race. Um, let's move on to another horse in candy raid by candy ride out of lady Samuri by first samurai, um, for the Keith DeSormo barn. He likes to sneak up in races like this. Um, I was actually here for this Philly's last win at Turfway Park. I can tell you, very classic Turfway Park win, won at over 50 to one. Everybody's jaws were on the floor in that race. We were just like, what? You know, she ran fourth in the Silver Bullet Day. Horrible. And the Rachel Alexandra finished eighth, was almost last in that race. Um, candy rides are pretty good on the synthetic. First Samurai is a really good synthetic type of influence as well. I found out, and Lady Samuri. Really, really nice broodmare produced um, last Samurai last week that won the Oakland Handicap. Um, this one, not sure what to make of her last race. I think she just really, really freaked on the synthetic. I don't think she fits in this race at all. I mean, they have 50 points. You know, they're going to go have fun on Oaks Day. She definitely has the distance on her side. She'll get the distance, but not for me. What do you guys think? So... My rankings went from one to 14 over on the Pollock report. This one was number 14. It's <laughs> a heck of a story. This is a horse that as a two-year-old ran for a claiming tag, not once, not twice, not three times, four times. Could have been a case where anybody could have had this horse and wound up with a Kentucky Oaks entrant a couple of months later. Um, certainly freaked on the synthetic bred to love a synthetic surface being by candy ride out of a first samurai mare. If you had her that day, more power to you. If you have her here, you probably had her that day and feel an obligation to bet on this horse for life. No, thanks. Not on dirt. Uh, um, I'll just make it short and sweet. Uh, throw out that turf paradise or turf paradise turfway park race. And her highest brisnet speed figure is an 82. That that enough says it for me. I just she's figures wise, she's just not this type. Two of her two of the three wins that she's had though have been over 13 to one. I mean, if you're looking for a prize horse, she's probably showing a positive return of investment. She'll be the longest shot on the board, in my opinion. Uh, she'll be 99 to one. It would not surprise me. Well, um, they pretty much says enough about that, but I definitely think her owners are going to go have a good time. Of course, the DeSormo family, giant slayers, though, um, something to think about there, but I just don't see it with this one at all. Um, moving on to our undefeated champion two-year-old, that is Echo Zulu, gun runner out of that really good Menifee mare, let go my Echo for the Steve Asmussen barn. Have to assume Joel Rosario keeps this now. First in the Fairgrounds Oaks after layoff, won the Breeders' Cup Juvenile Phillies and also won their first set up in New York. Um, one thing I really love about Echo Zulu is she's so gritty. She carries her track with her. She's done nothing wrong. Um, but I see a lot of people really discounting her in this race. I understand it, but at the same time, I don't. So what does Echo Zulu do for you guys in this spot? As the great American Ric Flair said often from about 1980 until now, to be the man, you got to beat the man. 
Echo Zulu last year was the best two-year-old filly in the country by a city block. Nobody touched her. She came back in the Fairgrounds Oaks, and she was about 70%. You could tell by the way she was running. She needed the race. That race was not the goal. She won anyway. Every single thing about this horse says she is going to take a gigantic step forward in the Kentucky Oaks, which is the race they've been working ahead to all along. And she might not be favored. She might not be the second choice. Um, okay. I want all of her at her likely price. I think she's the most likely winner. And if you're telling me there's a chance she goes off at four to one or nine to two, I will take that all day. I think that's a gigantic overlay. I am going to so agree with you on this. Um, you know what I liked about her fairground Oaks win? The, ba- the best part about it? What she was just, to her, it was just, oh, we're running. Okay, we're running. All right. Okay. So exactly when do I start running? Because I'm just going to go around in a circle and I'm just going to beat these guys. I mean, that's basically what she did. She had her ears pricked pretty much the entire race. It was just like a jog to her. And she is going to move up. She's going to move up a lot. Um, And if you get four to one, it'll be the first time since her debut when she just flattered that field. And you're not going to get four to one again after that if she runs the way she's capable of running. Exactly. Exactly. I mean, and you know, how bad, how, what a horrible time for Ricardo Santana to go cold. Amen. <laughs> right? I mean, he picked the worst time to go completely cold. <laughs> and Rosario's the benefactor of it. So, you know, it's a it's a shame, but <laughs> this Philly, I think I think Caitlin and I were discussing about it during our like eclipse like discussions that she looks like a male runner she doesn't look like a female uh philly and she's got a lot of gun runner in her that's for sure oh yeah she's but you know what gun runner stamps all his babies no kidding <laughs> they look all like him pretty much so i'm i'm good with i i to be honest if you know i wouldn't mind betting her and the other one regardless i'm still gonna make money if either of them win not that I condone that, but I'm just saying. I am also very much in the Echo Zulu camp. I, you know, really the only knock against her is, you know, maybe this distance could be a bridge too far, but her breeding doesn't suggest it. And she was absolutely not cranked up last time in the fairgrounds. Oaks. still won anyway. Um, she's done nothing wrong. And as you said, to be the champ, you have to be the champ. And so- she's got perfect form. And, you know, one other thing that I really like about her in this race, she's an excellent gate horse. She's going to break on top. She's got very tactical speed, but she can be versatile. Um, other than maybe you Guri, I don't see anybody that wants to go with her. What do you, do you guys like? I think, I think the only other horse that goes with her is, uh, where's that Philly that we were just talking about? Um, Venti Valentine. But I don't think she's maybe. got that early type of speed either. No, and another thing that I really love about Echo Zulu is, 
you know, not only does she have such an impressive, you know, physique about her, but she's so nimble. She just floats over the dirt. And that's something just, I really like in an Oak Oaks horse. And if you, maybe she is a little bit distance challenged, Joel Rosario is going to really help carry her and help stretch her out kind of the way he did in the fairgrounds Oaks. I think her work last time out was extremely impressive. And I think she's just so push button. And I think really the only option they have is to run her down. And that's easier said than done. Nobody has ever passed her, no matter how hard they've tried. But she does have a little bit of history to buck in this race. Only two Breeders' Cup Juvenile Phillies winners have kept that form on and gone on to win the Kentucky Oaks um, Silver Bullet Day and Open Mind. I think she could potentially be in that realm of class as some of those other really, really top juvenile fillies moving on into their three-year-old year. Um, I think she's just really got a big shot in here. <laughs> Andrew, yes. do you remember Open Mind, or were you not born yet? Um, what year was Open Mind? I think like 90, 91, something like that. I was going to say, I thought it was 91, in which case I would have been eligible for the Kentucky Derby, I think, because I was born in 88. Why, why is it? Why is it? I'm always the old guy. Um, it, it's so, okay. You keep young friends because you like feeling young at heart. There's nothing I know, wrong exactly. with that. Um, open, open mind was, I think, if memory serves me correctly, was trained by Dwayne Lucas. I could be wrong on that. Um, she was an Amazon. She was she she looked she she was as big as Echo Zulu, and Silver Bullet Day was too. So. Um, I mean, if you're going to buck the trend, why not buck it with two Phillies that look like Colts, right? So I, I don't have a problem with that part. Um, I I agree that this is it. The one thing I will say, though, is, you know, the one thing with Gunrunner, the knock with Gunrunner as a three-year-old was that he was a mile horse, right? He didn't get – he didn't – it wasn't until his four-year-old campaign – when he started going, when he showed that he could go further in distance. Well, to be fair, he ran third in the Kentucky Derby behind Nyquist and Exaggerator. That those aren't slouches. Uh, he just and he ran second, and he ran second to Golden Sense in the mile. Yeah, if he, I remember correctly, he just turf, needed a little, he in was, the dirt mile. He more so just needed time to grow into himself. I don't think that was a distance thing. I think it was a maturity thing, and. He's shown he can throw two-year-olds that can run and that can be precocious. I think it's a case where she just needs to get back to that two-year-old form. I don't even think she necessarily needs to improve too much off of some of those races. No, I agree. I agree. And, um, yeah, I mean, I, I I had said after the the dirt mile that Gunrunner was the best horse in training. That was even before – that was after Arrogate. Right. I mean, I loved Gunrunner uh, going into a four year old year. He should, he, he wasn't allowed to run in the, in the Pegasus because of the herpes uh, issue in Louisiana that year. He went to Dubai and ran uh, into a freak. My God, we don't talk enough about Arrogate's Dubai World Cup and how insane that was. I feel like he's almost been forgotten with time since he's passed away. I mean, I hate to say that. I'm not trying to say it in like a mean or a negative way, but I mean. Am I the, am I the only one still sour about the fact that that the gun runner did everything in his power to buck a speed, uh, a closer's track that day? I mean, he ran a race that day that would have won probably 75% of the Dubai World Cups that have ever been run. 
and ran into a super horse at the peak of his power. Now we're, we're, we're deviating a little bit here, but when I think of arrogate, I think of the fact that as a hall of fame voter, at some point, I'm going to have to decide whether four races is enough for a horse to get into the hall of fame. I don't like making that decision. If I had a vote, I would say no. It's going to be, uh, it's going to be interesting, especially as horses are not running nearly as much anymore as they had been. I mean, rags to riches has been on the ballot for the past several years. I personally do not think she did enough and that's going to get this podcast, a lot of hate mail in about the next 30 seconds. Uh, yeah, it's going to get you it, not even that it's going to get you some right now, hey, <laughs> but it, it, it's, uh, it, it's interesting for sure. And I was a big gun runner fan too. I loved him in the Derby that year. Uh, and he turned for home and he was in front and it just turned out Nyquist sat a perfect trip and exaggerator was rolling home late. But, uh, no, this is, uh, it's a case where the horse we're talking about echo Zulu has every right to be a really, really special runner. Yeah. She's my top pick in this particular race. And I don't see how that changes between now and post time on Friday. Next Caitlin. All right. Next is another top filly in this race going to be secret oath. By the late great arrogate that we've been discussing out of a quiet American mare, uh, asymptomated. Um, she really loved Oakland Park, similar to the way her daughter does. Um, I've heard Luis Saez is on this filly for the Oaks, um, trained by the coach, the great Dwayne Lucas. Third in the Arkansas Derby last time out against the boys won the Honeybee and the Martha Washington Stakes was fifth in the Goldenrod um, back when she was a two-year-old. But I think she's really grown into herself so much more as a three-year-old. Um, I'm not quite sure how I feel either way about her race last time out against the boys. She had a ton of trouble, but that race has come back super weak on paper. And I don't think any of those horses really have a chance in the Derby. Her form prior to that was stellar. Um, and she was probably better than almost anybody in this field based on her numbers that we've seen on pretty much any scale. Um, if she goes back to that form and bounces back off of that Arkansas Derby effort and goes in the right direction. Um, what do you guys think? The distance will definitely be in her favor. So I have her third. Um, she hasn't done a lot wrong in her three-year-old campaign. She mm -hmm. beat the horses that lined up against her at Oaklawn twice, those fillies. They ran her in the Arkansas Derby, and she did not have a good trip. In fact, that's the reason Luis Saez is on her, because Luis Contreras uh, got the heat from uh, D. Wayne Lucas after that particular race. Now, I don't think she was – Wait, wait, hold on. Dwayne Lucas actually got mad at somebody? Oh, I know, right? It's weird. It's oh, weird. But it's <laughs> a situation where I think even with a clean trip, she doesn't beat Cyberknife that day. And that's a fascinating what if, because if she runs second, she's got enough points to run in the Kentucky Derby. Does she go there? Does she go in the Oaks? I don't know. But as far as her chances in this race go, I have her third on my list. It wouldn't shock me if it turns out the Oakland races are better than we think. I don't think she's beaten a ton in those races at Oakland Park. I don't think the Arkansas Derby was the strongest Kentucky Derby prep, but she's a very nice horse. She's going well. She's got enough tactical speed to potentially be on or near a pace that doesn't figure to be all that fast. We know that she has a turn of foot, which could potentially really help her here. It wouldn't surprise me if she's well-meant enough to get the money in this spot. 
I just think Echo Zulu is a little bit better. I think Kathleen O may potentially be a little bit of a better fit going the mile in an eighth distance. I'm a little bit of a bigger fan of hers than I think either of you are, but really talented horse. Cool story here. You get Luis Saez, who's one of the best riders in the country. Could absolutely see this horse winning. Yeah, I mean, I could see her winning. Now, here's what I will say, though. Who's she beaten? That's like, a very really good question, beaten. and that's my hesitation, too. Right? Like, she really hasn't beaten anybody. You, Gary, the only reason why she won the Oaks or the Fantasy Stakes is because she wasn't in it. Um, I just – she she really hasn't beaten anybody. So I'm, I'm really, really – not sold on her as much as I would have been. If she would have won the Arkansas Derby, I probably would have like stars in my eyes and going, Oh my God, I'm going to play her. But I can't, I I just, I just don't see her. I I just don't see her beating some of these other Phillies. I just don't. I like her. Um, I'm kind of lukewarm on her. Is that, I think, you know, if I would take her ahead of Shahama or Echo Zulu at this point, but she would probably be my third or fourth choice in this race. Um, in my opinion, I, you know, as I said, not crazy about the Arkansas Derby run, but I do think she was maybe the best horse in the race, you know, aside from Cyberknife, who I think definitely has a lot of raw ability, but just isn't mentally there. Um, she's definitely going to be the best distance wise, one of the best in this race. Um, I definitely think the move up to Luis Saez is definitely going to be a, a big feather in her cap. She's one that I definitely think can win this race. Um, maybe not going to be my top selection for the win. Whereas, you know, last week it was kind of between her and Shahama. Whereas now I've kind of warmed up a little bit more to Echo Zulu as we've gotten a little bit closer, but her numbers, you know, coming into the Arkansas Derby based off of, you know, versus some of the other Phillies that have won the Oaks in the past, she was running faster numbers than Malathot ever did coming into the Oaks. So, I mean, she's a real talent. I just don't know if she's headed in the right direction coming into this race. She's a real toss up for me. And she's kind of the question mark to me in this race. Can she win this race? Yes. If she finished off the board, would I be surprised? No. Perfect. All right. Well, let's move on to another one. The other one is a nostalgic the Godolphin Philly by Medallia Doro out of the Tappet Mare. This one's also going to love the distance. I think Jose Ortiz is going to keep them out on this one for Bill Mott. Won the Gazelle Stakes. I uh, was fourth in the Demazelle up in New York. Um, this one's definitely flying under the radar in this race. I really forgot she was even in here. Um, what do you guys think of her chances? I think she's also one that's going to excel at this distance. And I think I would probably like her in this race in any other year. I just think she was born at the wrong time. <laughs> Yeah, so Nostalgic's record looks a lot better if you toss the grade three Swedish chant, which was, of course, a turf race. Turns Mm -hmm. out she wasn't a turf horse. They got her back on dirt. She went two for two. She got a really good ride from Jose Ortiz to win the Gazelle. That guy gets a lot of flack because of the stuff with him and his brother and people insisting they fix races. My goodness, it's it's uncanny how much a guy that wins at 15, 20 percent, people keep saying he's horrible. He's horrible. He's horrible. Last I checked, winning 15 to 20 percent on the New York circuit was pretty darn good. But I like her in the Alabama going a mile. Okay. 
I feel like that's the race. They're going to really see this horse's full potential going a mile and an eighth in a race that doesn't have a ton of early speed signed on. I think the best she can hope for is a, is a minor award. I think this is a horse that you're hoping clunks up for third or fourth, but bred to get much better with distance and with experience and with maturity, a horse to maybe put in your stable mail moving forward. And then when this horse runs back in the Alabama at six to one, eight to one, that's where maybe you unload the ADW account. I'm so I, I, I looked at, I've looked at this really a few times. I can, I can see her winning this race. If it completely sets up for her. I mean, she would have to have the perfect setup and that means a couple horses end up falling flat on their face. Um, and the funny thing is, is I still think she's a turf horse. I'm willing to throw out that race in the sweetest uh, chance. I just am. Uh, because I think I played her that day too. Um, but, you know, she's improving. I just, I just think that right now she's just not at that level. I would, I would, you know, kind of echo that. As I said, I would be more interested if some of these other fillies, you know, weren't in here. I think she's bred great to go longer. As Andrew said, Alabama definitely, you know, spins well within her wheelhouse. I think she's one that definitely, you know, will be coming on. I could see her definitely finishing kind of underneath that type, maybe one that can jump up in there into the minors. Do I think she's going to be a long price? Maybe not. Um, comes from a pretty good family. Bob and John was a pretty nice horse. Her second dam is a half sister to her or to him, excuse me. So nice breeding. She's bred to run all day. Do I think it's too much too soon for her? Yeah, I do. Not a win candidate for me, but she's earned her way here. And, you know, I think she's just a cut below some of the best horses in this race, but I think this is a great one caliber Philly. Yeah. I mean, she will be a great one. Philly. I just don't, it's not going to be this week or yeah, this week because we're taping on Thursday for Friday. Yeah. Right. This Philly is going to be much better six months to a year from now than she is right now. If she doesn't run well in the Kentucky Oaks, I wouldn't necessarily get off of her. This is still a prospect moving forward. All right. Moving on to another Philly in this race is going to be you, Gary um, Shackelford, daughter for the Rodolph Brisset barn won the fantasy Oaks in the absence or the fantasy stakes, excuse me, in the absence of secret Oaks, second to her in the honeybee stakes was also second in the golden rod stakes. Um, probably a cut below some of the other horses in this race, just kind of took advantage last time out with this, with the absence of secret Oaks in the fantasy. Um, is she used underneath for you guys? Is she a toss? She does have Japanese owners. So that's exciting. You know, since we do love everything Japan, but she is bred and trained here in the United States. For me, she's a toss. She's a consistent horse and a really nice horse. It's tough to poke too many holes in a horse that in five starts has never been out of the money, but she's got to make up more than nine lengths on Secret Oath, and I don't think Secret Oath wins this race. It's just a matter of this horse benefiting from that one, going to face the boys as opposed to running in the fantasy. She did capitalize on that. More power to her, but I definitely prefer others in this spot. Yeah, I do too. And I think that she got, she set the perfect trip with flow on her. Um, 
I mean, she does like Churchill Downs, but I mean, that was that was against really not tough fields. So I'm I'm willing to I'm willing to say that she's probably going to be. I I don't mind playing her fourth, but I'm not going to play her first or second. I would I would agree with that, and really. You know, the only thing I think she can do in this race is really be a thorn in the side to Echo Zulu, as well as maybe Venti Valentine as well. I think they can try to go up and, you know, waste her and eliminate their chance as well, but set it up for somebody else, which I'm not sure will happen. But I think she, I lean toward her being the second or third fastest filly in this race, but I definitely don't think it's good enough to go all the way. But, you know, I see her maybe as a chance for a fourth, but I probably you know, won't necessarily use her. Moving on. Huh? We're in agreement. Okay. Moving on to another one. We have two left. Our next to last is going to be hidden connection daughter of connect for the Brett Calhoun barn. I believe Ray Lou's going to keep this mount. Haven't heard anything. Otherwise second, in the fairgrounds Oaks, fourth in the Rachel Alexandra fourth in the Breeders' Cup juvenile Phillies and won the Pocahontas stakes. Got a pretty good resume. She's pretty consistent. Um, I think she's actually pretty sneaky coming into this race. I think she's progressing. Well, she shouldn't move up the same as Echo Zulu did coming out of the fairgrounds Oaks. And I thought she, you know, ran her race that day, but I also think the day to play hidden connection was last time versus next week totally agree and i tweeted as much earlier today um Relu gutierrez by the way fun fact is one of less than five graduates of the state university of new york at Cortland that i like i went to their mm-hmm. rival college the ithaca college we play the cortica jug every year in front of ten thousand drunk college kids it's quite fun Woo! anybody that is in central new york should go to that at least once but Steering things back to Hidden Connection, when she's good, she's pretty darn good. She won the Pocahontas over this track as a two-year-old. I thought that stamped her as a really serious racehorse moving forward. She didn't run all that well in the juvenile fillies. She came back and ran Echo Zulu to a photo finish. That was the day to beat Echo Zulu. Not on the first Friday in May. I, I just think she's up against it from a win perspective, but would it shock me if she ran third or fourth? No, I feel like there's a lot of talent here. There is some distance pedigree in here with awesome again, down on the bottom. Uh, Raylo Gutierrez can ride and Brett Calhoun can train. It wouldn't be surprising to me if this one got a minor award, but I think asking for much more than that is probably just a little bit too much to shoe. Yeah, I. So there's a plus and a minus to her, right? To this filly, right? I mean, one, she runs well when she goes two turns, but the problem here here's the thing, and I'm I'm big on this, and maybe other people aren't, but when a horse like a filly like this gets beat by a filly like Echo Zulu, and gets nostrilized, nine out of ten times they bounce or they don't, they don't run back to that form. And it's mainly because their mindset, um, either broken hard or whatever you want to call it, but usually they, they don't run as well. Um, I could be completely wrong with Philly may just jump up and run a huge one, but I just don't see it. Uh, I would even venture to guess that I probably won't 
put her in any of my exotics and I'll probably lose money on her in the end, but I just am not a big fan of hers. Do you guys have any hesitations with Ray Lu kind of getting into some of his first classic rides? Um, no. No, no, none here either. Um, I, he's, he's a darn good rider. He's only going to get better with experience. I've, I've got no problem with him. No, yeah. I, I don't either. I, I was just kind of curious to what everybody else thought. I think he's definitely one of the best up and coming jocks, you know, kind of along with Tyler Gaffleone and a, a few others, definitely the future of what we have here in racing. Um, I think I really want to play her in second, third and fourth, because I feel like she can't win the race, but I think she's going to still run her race, especially with this distance. I'm not sure she bounces off the Echo Zulu race, but I don't think she's going to improve past Echo Zulu, but I still think she's going to be in the mix. Oh, I was waiting for Andrew to say something. And we no, just- <laughs> I was waiting for you to say something, man. <laughs> All right. Well, we can leave Hidden Connection right there and we'll move on to our last. I'm okay our- with that because I've got a strong opinion here. Okay. Well, the last and certainly not least is Nest, um, daughter of Curlin out of an AP mare for the Todd Pletcher barn. This is going to be his. Number one in the race, going to be ridden by Arad Ortiz Jr. Won the Ashland, won the Suncoast Stakes, and won the Demoiselle. She's beaten several of the Phillies in this race. Um, I think aside from Echo Zulu, she is the horse to beat in here. She's been one of the most dominant three-year-old Phillies this season. I think she took a really big step forward in the Ashland last time out. Distance doesn't seem to be an issue, and I think definitely makes her more dangerous as she goes longer. But can we poke some holes in the form of Nest, guys? Oh, 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 pick me, pick me. I can, I can. (laughs) Let's hear it. So you know how I've been saying all along that the way to make money in the Kentucky Oaks is to toss one of the top four? This this is the one you want to toss. Yes, unquestionably, this is the one I want to toss, and here's why. Andy made the point about Kathleen O with regard to what has she beaten. Mm -hmm. What did Nest beat in the Ashland? She didn't know much. I understand that race came back pretty good on figures. I understand she looked fantastic doing it. And she's another horse that's got the pedigree to go about nine miles. I thoroughly understand the appeal of this horse, but I need way more value than I am likely to get on a horse that has not beaten a whole heck of a lot. In that race, she beat cocktail moments and nobody else that's running in the Oaks. And we all think that cocktail moments is the longest of long shots in this particular race. I'm against nest in, nest in this spot. Maybe she's good enough to win, but I need more at the windows than I am likely to get on her of the big four. To me, she's the easiest toss. It's a case where I'm not necessarily doubting the talent of this horse. She's a talented horse, but people are looking at the Ashland and seeing a super horse I'm seeing a horse that beat nothing. How's that? Is that poking enough holes for you? <laughs> yeah, sorry, guys. I had you guys on mute for a second there. Um, I was going to say, do you have a rebuttal? How dare you? How dare you have us on mute, Andy? Don't you know who we are? <laughs> the whole problem was is I, I was I was getting up to do something, and um, my cat nearly killed me. So 
Oh, was it Griffin? Cats no, it was Loki. Okay. No. Griffin can do no wrong in my eyes. Yeah, I agree. So we got Nath. She just keeps getting better, Andrew. She really does. But then again, he, we can make the same argument we made about almost every single horse in this field about who she's beaten. She really hasn't beaten anybody, right? I mean, she she won on a super fast tra race track. She did it impressively. I know a lot of people love Nast in this spot. Um, if this was the Bel if this was in at Belmont, I would put her up on top because I hope she goes in that race. By the way, I really do hope she goes that mile and a half distance because you look at that pedigree by Curlin out of an AP Indy mare, and the fact that she's a full sister to Idol, who all he's done is win the Santa Anita handicap going a mile and a quarter. This horse wants to go a very, very long way. I wish the coaching club American Oaks was still a mile and a half because this horse would jog in that race. Yeah, I agree. I'm totally in agreement. And I mean, she just, I just, I, I'm not, I'm not a fan of her. I'm just not. I mean, the lot, uh, everybody's been talking about her. Like she's like the next best thing. And I just don't see it. I, I agree with you. This is a toss. This is my toss too. This is two of my top four tosses. I don't think I would toss nest. I was there um, for that Ashland win and it was very, very impressive, but I do also have wrote <laughs> down as well as you guys, who, who has she beaten? And I feel, I like her a little bit more than I like Kathleen O simply because of the distance factor. And I think she's just a little bit more mature and a little bit more professional And the Ashland historically is a more productive race. When you think of the Kentucky Oaks, um, I'm lukewarm on her. She's either going to be my third or fourth horse in my listing behind either Echo Zulu and Shahama or behind Echo Zulu, Shahama and Secret Oath. But she's in my top four in this race. I, I think she's extremely talented. Um, and I definitely think if she is good enough to beat this field in the Kentucky Oaks, I think they'll take her to the Preakness or the Belmont without question because she absolutely will belong in one of those races. But yeah, I, I'm echoing that with you guys. Who has she beaten? I'm really not sure, but you can say that about a lot of the other horses in this race because I've heard that about every single horse in this race, whether it's on Twitter, whether it's talking here, everywhere. Well, talking about okay, so who's she beat? Well, who's Secret Oath beat? Well, who's Kathleen O beat? Who's Ness beat? Who's Shahama beat? None of them have faced each other. So this is going to be the acid test for everybody next Friday. So I think that's definitely the huge issue. Somebody has got to win the race and we can poke holes in every single one of them, but that's, you know, the beauty of there being such a good betting race here. I like nest. Is she my top selection? No, but I really, really like her. And I think she's one of the horses to beat in here. And I think she very well could win this race. She's if she does, she beat me doing it. Yeah, me too. <laughs> me too. And of course I'll be live in the pick in the pick five and she's going to be the one that that hurts me <laughs> because isn't that the way it always works right i mean there's always that one horse that'll do that to you yes uh last horse i threw out itis <clears throat> is a disease whose cruel death grip touches millions of handicappers every year so here's here's the one thing i will say though if the, do you guys find it odd that colt's next stables didn't keep her 
No, I haven't really even thought about that. I don't even know how much she was purchased for. Let me look that up. 350000 as a yearling. As a yearling? Hmm. I wonder how she vetted. I was going to say, with the pedigree that she has, you three fifty is not cheap, but I would have expected a little bit more. I'd have to imagine that there were some uh, some some vet things present there. Just just the thought. No, well, it's, it's, just, it's a good thought. You, you, you ask those questions on horses when they're three to one, seven to two, et cetera. And in a big race like this, it's totally logical to do that. Yeah. I mean, I mean, there's certain places that, you know, that people are going to poo poo, right. It's like mm-hmm. Kathleen. O. why didn't Gainsway keep her? If she was that good, if they thought she was going to be that good, she was 275. I mean, just questions like well, that. And Nest was way back. I, I mean, not necessarily like way, way back in the catalog, but she was book four, book five and the Keeneland September yearling sale. And with that pedigree kind of gives me a little bit of a pause, but I can't really poke a lot of holes in her form or her workout pattern. So maybe she was just, you know, an ugly yearling that had maybe some knee or some hawk issues or something like that. Um, I mean, as far as her female breeding goes, you have to push it way back to find a lot of class, but Oh, it's just kind of kind of tough for me to see her like going, you know, for that low. There had to have been something up. I know she is a, you know, full sister to Idol, but guys, I'm not here to be, you know, rude or anything. I really think little to nothing about Idol. The California circuit out there is just not it. Well, you are zero to negative fun, Caitlin. (laughs) (laughs) Tell me I'm wrong. (laughs) I mean, you're, you're, you're not. I personally think the best handicap horse out here on the West Coast should absolutely go east with flight line for the Met Mile and beat him. I think Express Train is a far better one-turn horse than he is a two-turn horse. And he's been winning all these two-turn races because no other horses are around to beat him. Uh, what does it say that maybe the 15th best three-year-old from last year came West and almost beat him in the Santa Anita handicap? Uh, yeah, there's a lot to process and a lot to digest there. And I believe that horse Warrant came back and did next to no running in the Ben Ally at Keeneland. So yeah, it's uh, tough times for us out here in California. We'll just make do with the fact that it's 75 degrees and sunny every day from now until about December. Yeah, I'm just saying I'm not flying out of my seat being like, wow, this is a half sister to idol. I cannot wait to get full, full. <laughs> well, he just he. Uh, it's all right. I said I said uh, Shahama was a full do to uh, looking at Lucky uh, last week, and I was mistaken on that. So it happens. I, I, I thought I was wrong once, but I was mistaken. I know. You're always right, Andrew. That's, what, that's the beauty of you. I, I used to be conceited, but now I'm perfect. Yes. Caitlin's <laughs> the only perfect one here. Um, well, but- I'm not going to, you know – hold anybody to it or anything but after kind of we discussed the body of the field in depth of course no positions post positions have been drawn um you know as i said not quite 
there within the week span, haven't done the draw, but where, who are your top two that you're leaning toward right now, guys? Aside Echo, from post you can absolutely change your mind after they draw the post because you will. Echo Zulu wins by two and three quarter lengths, pays $10, and we're all wondering how it happened. Well, okay. that was pretty precise. Um, I'm going to say Shahama and Echo Zulu. Oh, that's right. You asked for two. I'll go Kathleen Owen second. Okay. I will also ride with Echo Zulu and Shahama. Not sure who I'm going to pick on top. We'll see how they draw. May throw in a little bit of secret oath and nest in there. But I said too, so it's going to be Echo Zulu and Shahama for me as well. Andy, I think we've definitely kind of seen this race the same way from the start ever since we heard about Shahama. And I know we were both very big fans of Echo Zulu as well. Well, guys, this has definitely been fun and we'll hopefully have some more people on um, with Andrew, Andy, and I tomorrow when we do our derby breakdown, our derby pre-show here at the goat zoom room, but you can find us on all podcasts or podcast platforms. Excuse me. We will have the derby show coming up next. And then we will kind of have our final thoughts next week going into the big week after the draw happens. Um, Good luck and good night from us.